Hello, welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so happy to be hanging out with each other and hanging out with you, talking about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. We're kicking it off with news. And where will Emily be in the world? I will be in Portland, Oregon on November 4th at Sacred Sheep. Yay! Yay. We just got our map for the show, which is extra exciting if you've been following <laughs> yarn people gossip for the past uh, couple weeks. Uh, Maybe so- we'll get into that in office hours for patrons. <laughs> yeah. Um it has ADA accessible parking and bathrooms notated on the map. So we are like, this is nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's good. We have a nice spot. We have diagrammed our booth. We both feel really prepared for this show. So you should come visit me and Kemper of Junk Yarn at Sacred Sheep. The pre-sale tickets are sold out, but they do think that they will let people in as walk-ups later in the afternoon. So if you want to come at like two-ish, that is the time that they say to come if you're just walking in. Fantastic. And then you and me both will be at the Crafty Supermarket in Cincinnati in November. Yeah, it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving, uh, and it is in the Music Hall Ballroom, and it's my favorite crafty show. There will be lots of really cool artists and handmade artisans there, so come shop with us. We will have Fiber Coven stickers uh, for people who listen to the podcast, and I will have the Crystal Ball Gumball Machine and, you know, all of my stuff available for all of your cuteness needs. Fantastic. So I guess we can jump into our yarny content. We didn't finish anything this week, but we can show off what we've been working on. Mine is pretty similar. I have another week's worth of progress on my heirloom temperature blanket. It's been getting cooler, as you can see. Um, We're now the highs are more yellows and light oranges, and the lows are definitely cooler blues leaning into purple. It's nice. It's fun. It's mosaic crochet. I think I like mosaic crochet because it's like knitting in that each stitch builds on the row below it. It makes a little, it's a little more intuitive to me than other crochet is. I don't know, but I like it. It's very nice. It is a heat wave here. It's 77 right now here. Oh no. I know. Have you been working on your blanket? I have worked on my blanket, but it's in the bedroom. I didn't get it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm like halfway through the sting stripe. Um, Ooh, so that's fun. But I do have my MCAL. Uh, spoilers for the Steven Universe or Steven Universe, <laughs> Steven <laughs> West uh, MCAL if you're watching on video. Uh, but I am into Clue 2 now. I love it. And my brain just went Steven. Oh, ah, so sorry. I can hear you. Sorry, I somehow hit with my keyboard uh, the some button that summons Siri, and then I could only hear Siri and not you. So anyway, this is going to a Stephen West MCAL, uh, and there's eyelets. There's eyelets. I saw the pictures of it. The eyelets, is there a little something, something going on, or are they regular eyelets? They are regular eyelets, but the rows in between are not garter. They are reverse stockinette, which makes them kind of like puffier than mm. the garter, which is fun. Nice. They looked like crossed or twisted, but that's just an effect of yeah the pattern. That's really cool. Yeah, they're nice. 
Uh, I am enjoying working on this. It's mostly what I've been working on. I, I did work quite a bit on my blanket, but it, it's, it's so it's in the other room. <laughs> mm-hmm. So before Siri so rudely interrupted us, my brain was like Stevenception, Steven Universe themed yarn and a Steven West pattern. Huh? That would be cute. Steven squared for ultimate queerness power. Steven and the Stevens. Steven and the Stevens. I think this, I have to do something like that at some point. That would be very fun. I would totally re-dye at least my Steven Universe um, non-self-stripings mm-hmm. next time I order yarn. But the only thing I've really been working on is my October projects. And I'm onto the second socks on both of my projects. So I have two first socks here. And I'm through the heel on my nano stitch lab particle accelerator colorway here these are for my sweetie the heel actually gets up to so i did the flegal heel and basically you increase to um 50 you increase 50 percent over the back of your heel and that was 120 stitches. Oh, that's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot for a sock. But I got through the heel and I'm um I've decreased a little bit my overall overall stitch count from 80 down to 72. So I'm into the the leg on that. That's looking good. And I've been working on my vanilla socks. I'm most of the way through the foot on my sample socks here for a friend and knit group of my self-striping colorway, the senator. Inspired by Pantor and Senator Rio Tucci, Bib Girl, my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That's really all I've been working on. What else have you been working on? Uh, I just did a few rows on my Steven Universe socks uh, at sometimes when I needed like super vanilla knitting. They're at pretty much the same place as your Rio Tucci sock, actually. Uh, nice. On the second sock. Awesome. So, and you said you got something? I did. I brought something home with me from Kemper's studio uh, when I was visiting last week and I had left it in my bag and forgot to show it to you. And it's this random skein of yarn. It's so pretty. It's like a gray base with lots of black and lavender and some like more electric purple and some, ooh, some greeny speckles and tealy green. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so pretty. It looks very Halloween to me. Um, mm-hmm. Kemper Studios very much set up was very much set up for packing for Sacred Sheep because we were shipping the yarn, uh, and there was just like a pile of like random single stains that were going into like mystery bags for the website that they're trying to mm-hmm. upload. And I was like, "What is this? <laughs> what is this?" And I forgot what uh, color. I think it was. It's either like Justine or something. It was one of the lady name ones. And mm-hmm. they said it was like from last year or something. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna just gonna scoot on <laughs> with this little guy. <laughs> it, it looks like what the four play sock base. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, it's what it, what does Kemper call that one? It's the same base that we all just call it different things. Manufacturer, I'm certain. Is it? I think it's smooth sock. That would make sense. I'll look it up because I think the two ply is boss sock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's smooth sock. It would make sense. It's a nice smooth yarn. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's the same one as this Nano Stitch Lab. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. So I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but it 
it's nice and it's mm-hmm. <sighs> sweet. Are you ready for our very under researched occult corner now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We both had a little bit of a chaotic week uh, involving uh, scheduled maintenance people to arrive at our house within strange windows, but luckily both have been on time. But anyway, that digression aside, we didn't really pick anything or research it adequately, but we decided for a cult corner, we're going to kind of talk about some more tarot cards. Tarot is probably one of the more accessible occult practices and definitely ones that we do personally. That was a really good mom face you did at your dog just now. It mostly worked. <laughs> it mostly worked. That's great. You can watch us do this if you're a patron, but I just wanted to tell the people who are you know, listening with their ear holes that you just made the ultimate mom face at your pup. Yeah. She's, she's high strung because I trapped her outside while the uh, delivery people were here installing. Mm. And, uh, she just worked and jumped at the window the whole like hour that that took. So she's very like, she's mm-hmm. in dog stress mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, we, we decided to talk about something that we already knew about this week. So we didn't have to do research, which is okay. <laughs> Rest assured. I have picked out a book and I will be preparing a book report for later. <laughs> Yeah, so we are going to start talking about the major arcana of tarot. And uh, just a little refresher on major versus minor arcana. If you already know this, just chill out. It's cool. We're not going to talk about it for that long. But we talked about this so long ago in the podcast that we thought it might be good to do a little bit of a refresher on the difference between the major and minor arcana. There are 22 major arcana and 56 minor minor arcana cards the major arcana are more for like themes and like phases of life and like bigger picture stuff and the minor arcana more relate to like day-to-day happenings so Mm -hmm. if you wanted like a visualization visualization the major arcana would be like the whole landscape painting and the minor might be more like individual trees and like birds and like the colors of things and stuff but yeah also too the minor arcana are more directly relatable to a standard playing deck you have four suits and um a very similar amount of cards there's one more in each suit in a tarot deck but it's you have an ace through a 10 you have court cards that's all very similar the minor arcana where it differs is the major arcana which kind of i guess tell a story and I saw, a, I'm sure it was like a Tumblr post and it was like, oh, what do all like the suits mean? And it just says, you know, like, yes, no, or like, yes, and it'll cost you just general things. And, it, and it, it'll be like major arcana. And it's just like, haha, good luck on your journey, idiot. <laughs> That's funny. And it's, and it's true. Like the minor arcana and the just knowing the suits and kind of gives you like a little bit of insight. But when you get a major arcana, it's like, oh, time to look deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the 22 cards of the major arcana are sometimes referred to as the fool's journey uh, because it is like meant to be kind of a whole cycle and like story told throughout those 22 cards. Uh, and the numbers are not one through 22. The fool is number zero or no number. 
in some decks and the final card the world is number 21 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fun so the fool at least in the rider smith weight uh version which is the most popular the art nouveau style it's just a young adult person in a colorful flowy outfit just looking out over a landscape they seem exuberant and full of energy which is cool yeah some details are that the figure has a bindle uh which you know might indicate that they're going off on the start of a journey and they have a little happy dog with them yeah to me, whenever I pull up the fool, it always says like the thing that I draw from that personally is just kind of like reject assumptions that you have, especially about people mm. and give people the benefit of the doubt and like don't read into things. And yeah, maybe just kind of it's time to put aside some assumptions you might have about people or spaces or events. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just looked up the picture because I knew there was another detail I wanted to mention. Uh, the fool is also holding a flower in the Smithwaite deck, and there is a bright, happy sun up in the corner. He's also mm-hmm. on the edge of a cliff. Mm-hmm. So, a couple things mm-hmm. that were like new beginnings. Yeah, when I I, mm-hmm. I tend to think of the fool as like a fresh start. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of like what you were saying with assumptions, like clean slate. Uh, exactly. Situation. It could be about new beginnings. Uh, I think of naivete sometimes because it's all about like starting a journey, but you don't know what's ahead. Like you're not starting a journey and you know, like even if you have planned something, right, things can come up. It's like life. Uh, so you don't know what's ahead. And uh, childlike wonder. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like an innocence to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the person in the figure definitely gives off the vibe that they are going off to experience the world. They have not been severely hurt yet by experience. And they're off to go see what's out there for better or for worse. Hopefully for better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think, I think the name of this card can confused just like extremely newbie tarot people uh because the fool sounds like it might be like a negative connotation right that it's like oh you know fool of a took like the idiot but that is definitely not what it means that's just the name of the card it's the fool's Mm -hmm. journey he's a fool Mm -hmm. because he is innocent uh not because he's an idiot yeah and I also think it's like a good humbling card too. Like we're all just people. Nobody's more or less special than anybody else. We are all the fool. Mm-hmm. We are all on our own journey. That's yeah. a very nice non-main character energy way to think about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. I fight that in my life. No, I do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. I guess there are two ways to look at that. You can be like, I am the fool and it's my journey. Yeah. <laughs> that would be just main one. character energy. <laughs> that would be main character. I just started thinking in my head, I can go the distance. <laughs> I'll be there someday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of the vibe of that song in the Hercules super Disney the vibe movie. Of that song. 
he ha- uh-huh. he leaves his family's house with the bindle and everything. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely, mm-hmm. it's young Hercules. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. you have to find his absolute fool of a father. Oh my goodness! Yes, that's amusing. I have one Disney tarot deck, but it's all villains themed, so it wouldn't mm-hmm. be Hercules as the fool. But I like that for a Disney tarot deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In my dream Star Wars tarot deck that I'll never make, it's absolutely Luke on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, baby Luke. Mm-hmm. Baby, I just wanted to go pick up some power converters at Tashi Station. <laughs> that yeah, sort of yeah. vibe. And it's, you know, Frodo at uh, before he leaves the Shire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all go on these journeys to experience the wider world we see some some stuff and it changes us mm-hmm. and i think it's interesting to see how characters do do deal with the hero's journey and like our most popular literature for the most part at least in the legends book like luke becomes like very he he maintains his lukeness very sage and kind what other characters were we talking about in mythology hercules doesn't do very well well we're we gotta separate mythology hercules and disney hercules they're two different people who happen to have the same name (laughs) they're totally different but i mean mythological hercules is very much a fool's journey like he does some stuff he messes up he has to do the 12 labors to atone like very it's very hero's journey i don't know i don't know but frodo to go back to frodo oh my gosh what what a classic fool's journey yep that one's kind of a sad ending though no it's not yeah i mean it's 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 sad. You're so depressed you get to go to elf heaven yeah <laughs> that's nice that <laughs> he gets to go to elf heaven <laughs> well you've endured more trauma than a mortal should you get to go to elf heaven <laughs> interesting this was like this conversation took a turn i did not foresee and i'm into it uh, i th- i think it could be interesting to talk about the rest of the major arcana with like different stories that we're all pretty familiar with because it is like a story Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i and i think that's why um when there are licensed tarot decks uh like we were talking about it seems a lot easier to place a lot of the major arcana cards with characters and moments rather than sometimes the minor arcanas like hmm <laughs> that's a good point because around arch- here. <laughs> archetypes are eternal mm-hmm. that's really cool i love it mm-hmm. stay tuned for more tarot talk do we feel good about having talked about the fool yeah yeah i think so fantastic well just gonna do a little promo and be on our way then I will be having an update on November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November. I will be having some good little onset ends. The I will be having scrappy self-striping kits and possibly even a brand new self-striping colorway. But if I don't get that done for the November 5th update, it will definitely be before I leave to go see you. So definitely in November, there will be a new self-striping colorway. If you want to hear about that, go check out our office hours. Um, and then of course, Emily's always got good stuff 
in her shop. I thought of a thing, and that is that I am launching the Cosmic Sheep pin Mm -hmm. uh, at Sacred Sheep. But I'm going to put leftovers um, Mm -hmm. from the show up on my website probably on the day after Sacred Sheep. So keep the fifth of November. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You watch V for Vendetta. It's fun. It's the Wachowski sisters. We love them. Anyway. (laughs) So. If you want to find out anything about us, please head on over to fibercoven.com. That will have links to the show notes for all of our podcast episodes, links to Emily's merch and patterns, as well as my yarn and to our Patreon, where you can watch this exact thing in video and see our video podcast called Office Hours, where we talk about business stuff and what we're watching, what we're into. So until next week, Coven, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye. Bye.